Welcome to Curious Insights from History, the podcast that's all about gaining understanding, finding inspiration, and laughing a little at some curious insights from history. I'm your curious host, John Walker, here to give you all the best that bounces out of my brain. Today, we're going to look at a little bit of a story from George Washington. He had some rules for living that he had copied, and the the rules that he had were called the Rules of Civility and Decent Behavior in Company and Conversation. That's quite the title, isn't it? The Rules of Civility and Decent Behavior in Company and Conversation. This is curious to me. It's a curious piece of history. In those rules that he had copied, and evidently spent a good deal of time thinking about, there was a little rule called Rule Number 12. (laughs) Rule Number 12 goes as follows. Bedew no man's face with your spittle by approaching too near him when you speak. Bedew no man's face with your spittle by approaching too near him when you speak. This applies today, I think. I've been in situations, I guess we all have, where you talk to someone, they get a little too close. You kind of want to back up. I think uh, it was on Seinfeld, close talkers. Seinfeld called them close talkers. But I love the way it's said here. Bedew no man's face with your, with your spittle. We don't say bedew a lot. It's uh, I like that though. Bedew. You don't have to think to uh, to understand what bedew would mean. What in the world does bedew mean? Well, that means put some water on something. If you bedew something, uh, you put liquid on it. So you bedew a man's face. You're putting some liquid on it. And I also like spittle. You know, we don't use spittle. We, it's always the generic word for spit. But I think, if I understand correctly, and we want to be correct on these things, once the saliva leaves the mouth and becomes a projectile, it is more accurately called spittle. So we need to be working on that, you know, be, be, uh, be uh, grammatically correct when someone has a spittle flying across the room. You know, none of us like that. I, I, I have had that happen to me. Surely we all have where somebody gets up to you and talks to you and something comes out of their mouth and it lands on your forehead. Uh, and nobody likes somebody else's spit on their forehead, even when they have a beautiful and substantial forehead like myself. But this is rule number 12 from the Rules of Civility and Decent Behavior in Company and Conversation. George Washington associated with these. Let me tell you, if if I could do it, I would come up with a rule number 12. And here's my rule 12. Wear out no man's eyes and ears by smacking gum anywhere on the same planet. That drives me crazy. I know I need to be patient. I have been told there are things about my life that I need to be patient on. This is not the only thing. But there's an NFL coach who roams the sidelines smacking that gum. I shouldn't have done that. Nobody wants to hear that. Uh, I have a salesman that comes to me, and when he comes in, he's smacking that gum. You know, pop, 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 snap, pop, pop. Oh, if he knew what that was doing to me, I, I dare say he would not do that. It's amazing to me that a salesman who knows his, you know, what he looks like, how he sounds, his presence matters. It comes in smacking that gum. You know, our junior high teachers all told us, don't smack your gum, don't smack your gum. But we didn't pay any attention to them. And I have to admit, I have to admit here in the middle of the discussion about my rule, my own personal Rule 12, if you've got a good fresh piece of double bubble, I will be tempted to take it out and chew on it. You know that old good old soft gum? 
But in general, when they make me king, you better take your gum and hide it because there will be no more chewing gum allowed. I'm going to say by decree of King John, no longer do we chew gum in public. And, you know, the other thing, this hasn't happened in a while to me, but, boy, isn't it delicious, just wonderful when you step on somebody's gum out on a hot summer day. Yeah, isn't that nice? So gum's not a good thing. Ah, there's some uses for it. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. But when I'm king, no more of it. And I'm certain that George Washington did not chew gum. Uh, of course, gum wasn't invented until the 1850s, I believe. But, of course, of all the people that famous in history, George Washington probably had among the worst teeth. So I doubt very seriously that he would have any problem with chewing gum. Anyway, I think this whole idea is a little bit funny. Uh, be do no man's face with spittle. Uh, and my rule about chewing gum, people are going to chew gum, I'm sure. It's funny, but I think it's also good. I first came in contact with this when I read Ron Chernow's book about George Washington. I believe the title of the book was George Washington Alive. And the thing is, George Washington took these rules seriously. He really wanted to make sure that he did things in conversation and with people that did not offend. He wanted to be going up on the social status, and he did not want to make a faux pas that would get him out of, uh, out of that growth and out of that line of, of increasing importance. But the other thing that's interesting to me when I read this book about Washington, Washington, you know, he's considered the father of our country and all these good things about him. He is a good man. He is a very good man. And there's a lot of good things about him. But one of the things that surprised me is when you read about him um, as a general, honestly, I wasn't that impressed. In fact, there are a couple of times in the French and Indian War when you think, um, wow, that was not just not very good. That was really, really bad. And as president, I suppose he did some good things. Of course, he had a huge, hugely influential cabinet with Jefferson and, and Hamilton and Knox. But I think he gets more credit than he deserves. And I think there's a chance that part of the reason he gets that credit is because he concerned himself with these kind of rules. He carried himself the way he was supposed to. He carried himself in ways that did not offend. He did things that way. So here's the insight. We've had the curious part from history, the insight from history. Today, it seems real common in our society. Uh, people are told, you just be who you are. If you watch any of these song competition shows, it, it's just a, it's a given. Somebody's going to say, be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. I go, what does that mean anyway? But be, it's like the NBA. Down the stretch. If you watch an NBA game, somebody will say, and they didn't play defense down the stretch. Or they couldn't get the free throws down the stretch. Just one of those things people say. Anyway, be true to yourself. But I think what, what the idea is, is that if people don't like you for who you are, we'll poo on them. Uh, you just be who you are. You just be who you are. And I think there might be a time that we need to reconsider that. If you have a message, if you want what you're about to be considered, if you want to have opportunity to advance, I think you might want to consider how other people see you. And there's a place we need to go beyond just being ourselves, but being what is not offensive. Now, I'm not encouraging hypocrisy. I'm not encouraging that we act like someone we're not. But I think there's plenty of room not to be hypocritical, 
to at the same time do things that are not offensive, to do things uh, in, in line with civility and those kind of things. You know, our grandmothers, these kind of things matter. We're in a generation that's going from uh, where etiquette matters and, and manners and, and men standing up when a woman enter the room to a world now that's just completely rejected all of that stuff. But grandmothers remember that. And, you know, when you were growing up, there was always the kid who we didn't like him all that much, but the parents liked him. And why did the parents like him? Because he had some good rules for civility. Yeah, people gave him more credit than he deserved. And let me tell you this, if anybody can get in line for getting more credit than they deserve, I want to be in that line. Yeah, we all want more credit than we deserve. And I think there's something to that. I think we might want to consider, okay, we don't have to worry about which fork to use maybe these days, but we don't throw the whole concept out. We still need to be concerned with not being offensive to people, not doing things Uh, that just discount who we are as a person. So there you go. Think about that. Hopefully that's uh, a little bit of help. But, you know, think about the Rule 12 of old George Washington and think about the Rule 12 of old John Walker and think about the rules for how you should behave for yourself and maybe put a little effort into that and try to do the things that are right. Try to do things that uh, keep people from discrediting what you have to say and who you are. Hope that helps. Hope that makes your life a little better. Till next time, hey, read a good book and try something new.